0: For this episode, we watched uh, In This Corner of the World. It's about a spirited 18-year-old woman who is married off to a man she barely knows. And it just pretty much goes through her daily life as she uh, struggles during the World War II time. Um, Yeah,
1: it's like a nice and easy slice of life until it isn't (laughs) very quickly. Yeah, I, I
0: almost, like, was very hesitant to even try to come up with something creative for an intro for this one because of how serious the the tone was Uh uh-huh so i was just like ah just we'll just read the what it says as the description although the description is very misleading because it says she lives in hiroshima and that's just it's not true
1: yeah it it, and it's i think it's bad because it's a fan submitted thing and i don't think anyone's like fact-checked it for whatever reason Uh, at least on imdb so (laughs) not great
0: definitely not um she 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 grew up in hiroshima but then when she got married she ended up moving so i just wanted to clarify that
1: yep (laughs) but yeah that what a movie have you seen uh grave of the fireflies i have not seen that one yet i want to watch that one then that like it's it's going to be commonly compared to that movie this movie will because of this similar subject matter but i think for most people grave of the fireflies is like the penultimate like the horrors of war uh kind of thing in animated format
0: yeah i've i've seen some stuff on uh, grave of the fireflies yeah uh but i have not seen the movie yet and i really want to
1: then I would definitely like to watch it with you at the same time.
0: We yeah, we could do that, we could figure that out.
1: Yeah. Um so ha have, have you heard of this movie before we talked about watching it? Very briefly, like I I kinda heard about, heard about this movie at the same time as uh Your Name and A Silent Voice, because they basically all came out the same year. In Japan at least. Mm-hmm and just like, the popularity of the other two made me overlook this one and I feel kind of bad because I think this is one of my favorites out of the three
0: uh yeah I think uh, I, I I haven't heard of, about this one before um I just was kind of looking through Netflix movies and animated movies and mm-hmm. just trying to find something to watch and I put it on my queue list on my my list uh, for Netflix and I was just like hey why don't why don't we give this one a shot and I'm glad you picked it out of the two options that we we gave it because out of out of the three this is definitely one of my my favorites oh yeah I agree and it definitely it definitely gets overshadowed by the other two
1: yeah I, I think the other two are just or mostly happy-go-lucky but it, it it's a different I mean obviously a different experience that the main characters have and you don't feel as bad. <laughs> Yeah, as, definitely. Uh, Suzu in this movie.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um yeah. The it gets pretty it gets pretty dark at, at certain points in this movie. Not just mm-hmm. based off of what happens without going into spoilers yet. But also like just some of the stuff that happens even before, like during when she does get married off, so
1: Oh yeah, just through exposition there's there's some pretty sad parts, but obviously history spoils the movie and i mean we go through world war 2 and uh, the bombings in hiroshima and nagasaki so kind of predictable ending but you know it's the experience of the character yeah uh so this was directed by
0: and this is my turn to to fail fail at names uh
1: sunao katabuchi uh i think it's sunao cuz usually vowels are separate uh, si- uh syllables Gotcha. but how did I do on the last name? Katabuchi, yeah, and and usually vowels they all stick to the same, like it's not a or a, it's kata, like pretty, yeah. like yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: At least I'm not Jesse completely botching everything. So, <laughs> but don't take me as the expert, so. <laughs> Jesse, if you're listening to this, I already got a one up on you, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It was released in Japan on November 12th, 2016. Like we said, it was around the same year as uh, movies we've recently reviewed, Your Name and A Silent Voice.
1: Uh, It actually won several awards. Tons of awards. The same year as these other two movies, it won awards that they didn't. So I think just because, I, I think as a, like a, not a critical reaction, but as a fan reaction, the other two movies got a bigger, bigger showing.
0: Yeah, I I mean, your name definitely got a bigger
1: showing than the other two. At least in the Western world, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because when we watched *A Silent Voice* and *Your Name*, we always said that *A Silent Voice* was uh, kind of overshadowed by *Your Name*. Yep. And <laughs> yep. so for this movie to be overshadowed by not only your name, but a silent voice just speaks kind of to how overlooked it was in the western part of the world. Yep. Uh, it's got a runtime of 129 minutes. It is PG-13. There are some... Like, there's gore. There's a little bit of gore,
1: some smoking. Nudity.
0: Uh, Yeah, just, you know, very but simple stuff.
1: Yeah, it's not... The gore might be the worst thing. Nudity is just there taking a bath. Um, yeah, it, it's th- yeah. The only thing is the subject matter if you were to watch with younger kids.
0: Yeah, and I think even even the gore in this movie it's not even that bad.
1: Uh, it, it's blood falling out of a cut off arm. So <laughs> okay, yeah, you know when <laughs> there's I, that
0: part, there's that one scene. Yeah, you're right. Right uh, at the end. Right at the end, which kind of set me on a a, a mind trip. But we'll yeah. get into that later. Uh, it's yes, curr- it's currently streaming on uh, Netflix right now. Yep. So if you you have nothing to do, and you're looking for a good Japanese history, yeah, definitely give this movie a shot because it's gonna it's gonna make you feel a bunch of ways. There's times where I felt happy. There's a lot of times where I felt confused, and a lot of times where I felt sad. So,
1: Oh uh, we w- I we gotta watch Grave of the Fireflies.
0: Uh, yeah, we do, we do, we do, we do. That's like a if you want to feel real
1: bad, <laughs> we watch that movie.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of already know. So. Yeah, yeah. Knowing is not experiencing, and I will definitely cry during that movie. Uh, and, anyways, let's uh, let's move on to our uh, sell that sip. It's a six word summary of the movie.
1: Albert, would you like
0: to do the honors of going first?
1: Yep. Um mine is The Little People Keep On Living. And it's basically how common folk is just try to keep on living on. And like like I said earlier that this is basically a slice of life until it isn't and it turns into a almost like a war movie.
0: Yeah. Um and with obviously With the time period and the location of where this film takes place, we all know what's going to happen. Eventually, we're going to get the atomic bomb that was landed on Hiroshima. And one thing that I kind of liked about this movie is that it it didn't make it the focal point. It just carried on to how they were trying to live their normal lives after what happened
1: yeah like the little fire bomb that hit their house was a bigger nuisance than the atomic bomb
0: yeah it really was I mean you just you don't even you don't even really see the bomb land you just see the smoke from it the flash and yeah the flash and then you see uh, some of the effects that it had on people that were a part of their daily lives yeah. Uh, but yeah, mine is Beautiful Color Showing a Tragic Story. Um, this movie is very beautiful. Um, oh, gorgeous. I, I like the style of the animation. I like kind of like the sketch sketchbook style that it took. Um, I, I enjoyed how oblivious our main character was to some things, to where she saw everything as a drawing, and um, it added color to tragic parts. I mean, there's... Uh, there's a scene where there's an air raid and there's a bunch of bombs and shells going off and she sees
1: blotches of paint. And and she, yeah, she starts imagining like, oh, I should have had my notebook and some paint. But then she realizes how absurd that is mm. and that she should take cover somehow.
0: Yeah, and then it just kind of shows how she used drawing to uh, escape from her, her
1: reality in a way and there's I, I think it's also I think it's also a way for her to, her to see reality too. Yeah. Cuz I think she like throughout the movie she struggles focusing on things unless she's painting.
0: Yeah, and I, she uses she uses her imagination to help her with daily lives. Um there's like a scene where she's trying to figure out how to make a uh kimono. Mhm. And She's struggling until she, like, visualizes it as a, uh, art project, and, and she makes a pretty good one, so. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say any more because it's, it's gonna end up being a spoiler, so I'm just gonna, gonna move on until we get to the tasty, gross, and all that spoiler goodness.
1: Yeah, so, Jesse, if you're listening, go watch the movie now. Please, Jesse, <laughs> go you watch it. the
0: movie. Um, Let's see. Let's uh, get on to rating this movie. Is it a Legendary Sip? Uh, out of 10, what do you think, Albert?
1: I think because I'm trying to predict what I would rate Grave the Fireflies since I have seen it. Um, I think I'm putting it at an 8 or a 9. I'm leaning toward a 9. Because I think everything is solid in this movie characters story music art style i I think the animation is very purposefully not perfect in a lot of places because i think it kind of reflects our main character too
0: yeah yeah i agree
1: um for me
0: i think i'm leaning more towards an 8.5 to an 8 Mm -hmm. um just because this is a a slice of life and a more, like, day in the life of somebody um, who lived in a different culture. It was just kind of hard for me to understand some things. Mm. Um, especially when it came to her relationship uh, aspects with her married-in family and her husband. I was a little confused with some of the interactions that were going on.
1: Oh, okay. Then, yeah, we can talk about that in the uh, next section, then. Yes. Or tea time or something. Yeah, but before that, uh, let me just
0: get into some of the characters that were in the movie. Uh, You had uh, Suzu, who was our main character, the artistic one. Um, Her husband was Susaku? Shusaku. Her mother-in-law was Hojo, her father-in-law was Intaro.
1: Sister-in-law, who was a bully, by the way. <laughs> I think just a very self-centered person. Not yeah. a bully, I don't think. Uh her name is Keiko. Keiko, yeah.
0: And then her daughter her daughter, uh the sister-in-law's daughter is Harumi. Um, then her actual family, her father was Juro. Her mother was Kisano. Her older brother was Yoichi. Her younger sister... Was it her younger sister? I yes. think it was. Yes. Uh, that her, was uh, Sumi. And then uh, kind of an important character was one of her childhood friends, uh, Mizuhara. So. Yeah. That's all the important ones. There's actually quite a bit of important characters in this animated film.
1: Yeah, she she interacts with a lot of... both of her families yeah
0: uh all right but let's uh let's go ahead and get into the tasty what we thought was good about this movie
1: yeah and i guess what was i gonna say oh um right after our rating i wanted to comment that i think i agree with you where at some points if you're not into slice of life that this movie would be pretty boring for about maybe about half of the movie as we get closer to 1944 and 1945. Because it starts in the early 30s uh, as our main character starts as a uh, younger person. She's basically a kid. And then it leans towards uh, her teenage years and that's when get, things get more interesting.
0: Yeah, it's a um, it's slow burn. You don't really get, I don't want to say enjoyment out of it, but... You don't really get a whole lot to uh whole lot of action or anything like that. It's just going through her days. Yeah, um, we're we're
1: seeing we're learning about the main character and how she likes things the way they are and how things get upturned for her in her own way. Yeah, uh
0: but those beginning uh scenes where it's showing her as a child and growing up with her family. It it shows it, it it all plays into effect later on in the movie. Like you you see how her relationship with her childhood friend affects her her marriage because Mizuhara is a guy who she had feelings for and at one point she had hoped that he was the one um, who asked to uh, her father to marry, and he ends up coming back later on in the story. So, and it just creates a whole lot of drama. Yeah. And so even though it is a slow burn at the beginning, it all comes back full circle. There's it sets a reason for yeah. It. There's a lot of setup in this movie. Yes, there is. So, just if you're if you like our friend Hanaro, just give it some time. It will get there. You, <laughs> just, you just gotta give us some time. He could get through half an hour. I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. <laughs> um, I'll calling people out though. now, huh? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm calling him out by his name. He said some pretty <laughs> offensive stuff last night. Oh, uh, poor you, poor you. I'm just saying, man. You got you got to give some of this stuff a chance, you know. Just because the main character's using a fishing rod at the beginning of the of uh, the story doesn't mean he's going to be using a fishing rod the rest of his life.
1: <laughs> References, man. The real ones will know. The real friends will know. The the, the real ones will know, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that the story, so... Yeah, it basically goes through Suzu trying to experience what it's like... Be- Basically, being a young adult and then forcibly getting uh, married, almost into a different family and into a different town with a guy that she barely met one time—that
0: she doesn't even remember meeting.
1: Yeah, like she, she remembers him by being in the same. Wait, they were in the same basket from yes. this imaginary monster. Yes and they escape the monster together and that's how they remember he that's how he remembers uh meeting her is on that bridge
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um honestly i had forgotten all about that at the beginning until like at the end where you see the monster again with the uh, yep. the basket and i was like that's where they met yeah that's crazy oh yeah um but i, I love the story i love I love the very simple approach to it, you know, just going through a day in the life type of um, type of movie where it's it doesn't need a whole lot of action to really get its point across. Um, I love the character interaction throughout it. Um, She's I, I love how they put her in a situation that she's just not comfortable in, you know. Yeah. She was married into a family with the guy she barely met and she's trying to grow accustomed to these people that she doesn't know while trying to be an adult while living in this big city that she's never even like known before. And all she wants to do is draw and live a carefree life and it's just kinda taken away from her.
1: Now you gotta be a housewife.
0: Yeah, now you gotta be a housewife. You
1: gotta learn how to cook. You gotta sew
0: y you, you gotta you gotta avoid the cranky sister in law you know <laughs> yeah at least the mother
1: in law was nice
0: <laughs> at least the mother in law was nice it's not like she had much of a choice because she couldn't walk herself very well, so
1: yeah she had to be nice to the daughter in law to take care of her
0: <laughs> yeah um i like like we had mentioned earlier i love the animation i love the style of it uh it's very beautiful until it's not um almost every every scene in the movie is colorful Mm -hmm. uh, very vibrant very bright and then when it needs to be dark and and it needs to be kind of ominous it is um especially when it comes to like the air raids and uh the bombings that happen and the effects that it has you kind of see it, it kind of reminded me of watercolors almost because you see it kind of like fade away i, yeah. I
1: don't you, you know what i mean it's like not. it's not always a solid color it turns kind of translucent um, it, like like they almost get used to the air raids or they're like is there is there just another false alarm or is there going to be a real one today
0: yeah um i think one of my my favorite scenes throughout the movie is after um there's, there's a point in the movie where uh, Suzu and Harumi were caught in the middle of an a air raid. And they were able to get into a bomb shelter. But then after, they were just, like, casually walking. And a, another bomb goes off. And it ends up killing the little girl, unfortunately. And Suzu loses her drawing arm. And so then she's, like, laying in bed. And the scene just kind of goes to someone who can't draw a picture but it's like her in her her room does it ring a bell
1: yeah it does, it does. oh okay i was like yeah no i'm just letting you
0: talk oh okay well, yeah <laughs> i just i i liked it Like it just it was just a good way to show her mindset at that point like her world just kind of
1: got was distorted and yep and she no... tries to she tries to imagine what she could have done to stop what happened
0: yeah it was there was no there was no meaning to her life anymore she pretty much she lost everything in the matter of a few few seconds because she spent uh, one of the ways she would like grew accustomed to being part of this family was through this little girl they would always play and and draw and um she made her a little purse out of like some sewing uh, material and she lost the little girl and her hand that she was drawing with, so.
1: Yeah, she basically lost everything she really cared about at that time.
0: Yeah, and that that, that was, that's, I cried. I was, I was like, why the little girl, though? (laughs) No, yeah. That's so, so painful. And then another thing that I liked is that they used what she was thinking of, like, they said, oh, what if, I was on the other side. What if she was holding my left hand instead of my right? What if the fence was wooden and they could see through it? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They use that, and then later on, they show another scene where what what had happened if it was the other way around, and it's like this mother... I'm I'm assuming it was a mother and a daughter. The mother ends up dying, and this little girl is just wandering this wasteland of oh i can tell you who that is who is it that's lynn huh really yeah whoa dude
1: what the heck yeah my mind just got like destroyed right there and lynn is that girl that came from the ceiling yeah i know i I remember that okay
0: i did not i'm pretty sure that's lynn I didn't make that connection. Okay,
1: I got to get my bearings because that would that one just <laughs> I know. <hit. laughs> I know. I was trying to find hidden details I didn't realize. So uh, like I think I found I I think I found a forum that talked about that.
0: Dang. So that was Lynn's little daughter. Uh-huh. So they like, "Oh, wow." Whoa dude I was, I was speechless right now like i didn't even like i didn't even think i just thought it was a random civilian um but yeah anyways they show lynn apparently uh as like the opposite like where she was on the side of the bomb and her daughter w- wasn't and she ends up dying because of it and the daughter just kind of wanders trying to survive and she ends up finding um suzu and her husband and
1: they uh they take her home yeah the family adopts the little girl
0: yeah and then the
1: credits so show some better uh better i guess better days better days (laughs) yeah yeah days after um i that dude
0: like my i I don't know how to think now. Yeah. Um it's just another another way of this movie showing things going full circle. Um cuz Lynn is a character that just kind of randomly pops up from time to time. Uh she was this girl in a ceiling who was trying to survive and jump down and um Suzu left her watermelon for her to eat, uh, because before then she was um, just eating the rind. And then later on in the story, uh, Suzu gets lost in in town, and they they meet up, and they don't they don't recognize each other by any mm-hmm. means. But they tell stories about. Um, Lynn tells a story about a young girl who was nice enough to leave her watermelons. And she asks Suzu to draw her watermelon, and then she disappears for a while, and I guess she pops up at the end. So, dead in the worst way. Yeah, in the worst way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What What did you like while I try to <laughs> recollect my thoughts here? <laughs> uh,
1: man, just I I think just that. I mean, a classic theme is uh, from our high school days is that human experience where yuzu suzu suzu yeah yeah (laughs) she she's just trying to adapt to whatever she's faced with including losing her arm and then she doesn't give up she just keeps on going on and she gets upset when she hears news of the Japanese army surrendering, because she's not ready to give up. But, um, yeah, she she so she's upset about them giving yeah, up.
0: Yeah, it makes it makes everything that they sacrifice for as normal civilians kind of kind of pointless. At exactly, that point because she
1: says that too. Because yeah, she says it herself. Where like if they knew they were going to lose why go to war yeah they were going to surrender
0: yeah i mean that that family it was just one family out of out of millions well i wouldn't say millions but out of a lot of families that that lost a lot and for the for the most part um her in-laws really didn't suffer as much as some of the other people that just lived within their their area. I mean, they still had their house. Most of their family was still in good health. Um they were pretty much the lucky ones, but they still sacrificed a lot. Mhm. So yeah, when when she's up on the the hill crying because of the surrender, it's just like it, it definitely it definitely got me emotional at that point because it it made everything that they they went through pointless.
1: Yep, and yeah, just watching her release that emotion I think was really really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, um the I I think another thing to point out is the music throughout the movie in general just very melancholy very very moody Mm -hmm. didn't understand some of it obviously but it made you feel what she's feeling in a musical sense yeah like she's happy at some points but like sad during those experiences too like she's trying to experience she she's trying to understand her sister-in-law and she slowly learns about her about her husband dying about her son having to leave like she wouldn't be able to see her son and then she loses her daughter like i mean she has a reason yeah. to be mad
0: <laughs> yeah she does i mean she uh yeah she 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 really does but it's it's hard for someone like Suzu to connect with her because she she is just still very young and yeah
1: she didn't get married to someone she loves and have kids
0: she was forced into it she wasn't ready to really be an adult yet, and she was kind of forced into that situation so yep when her sister in law is the almost the complete opposite where she was able to go out and find a man she loved and pretty much make her herself. And they they come from opposite ends of the spectrum. And there's just never a connection there until the end. But even then, it's just kind of... It's, it's still, you know, kind of forced.
1: Yep. A lot of bitter feelings still. Yeah.
0: Especially when this uh, young girl who... Continues to struggle to be something that um she her her sister in law found so easy is there when her daughter dies, it's kinda like a lot of it gets put pushed on Suzu for yep. it. Yep. Um yeah. That's why I say she's a bully, but I I understand her feelings. I would yeah. Losing a a, ch- a child before before she's even old enough to comprehend the world is tough.
1: It's I it's have no heartbreaking. With that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me neither. But it, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's obviously heartbreaking. And then losing basically your two kids and your husband. I'm sure it's just very very depressing.
0: Uh, Yeah, there's just uh, a lot of emotions that go into this movie. Um, not just from the sister-in-law, but uh, Suzu herself. Um, when she was young, she was in love with her childhood friend uh, Mizuhara. And they just never... One of the things that we talked about in um, Flavors of Youth... Is just not being able to express your feelings to one another, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of it happened in this movie too, and then she ends up falling in love with her her married-in husband, Suzaku, and uh, Mizuhara shows back up, and there's just some like emotion there where it's like like you came too late, like why couldn't you come save me earlier because I'm sorry yeah. to fall in love with this dude, and it's just like. It, it leaves you with this like confused feeling like you feel for her because well, yeah she's she was forced into it but now now she's actually has feelings and it's just like man Albert you really should have told that girl you liked her type next thing you know she's gonna be uh, married off so shoot lost my t- chance uh, tell her now okay uh, but yeah, I, lo- I love the emotions that go into this movie, just from all all characters. Like-
1: it's very realistic, and s- I think same with the voices too. It's not cartoony, high pitched voices. It's believe it. It's very adult like, and it felt a little weird in the beginning where you you hear a adult woman cutting coming out of a little girl. Yeah, but, but it matches later in the movie when she's a teenager.
0: Yeah. Um all right. Well, if that's the end of the tasty, uh yeah, let's go into sub tea time. Uh, yeah. Questions about the movie. Uh I was just a little confused with the the dynamic of the uh of the couple and and the family. Why why was she so upset when she came back home or when she came back from uh Hiroshima? Like, her husband was trying to console her, and...
1: I, I think it's because she wants to feel like she is fitting in, but at the same time, her husband feels bad about bringing her to their town, to their family. and uh, And I think a lot of, at least as far as I know, Asian culture goes... Is you try to conform what you're expected of. And if you don't, then it's almost like you're a failure. Either as a as a person or, I, I guess in this case, as a wife.
0: Yeah. So then later on when she's drawing the ships and the military police kind of arrest her mm-hmm. well, and take her and they're making fun of her, mm-hmm. like the family's making fun of her. Why are they? Why are they? Really? Oh,
1: because they know that she can't be a spy because of how dumb she is. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. They're they're literally making fun of her in front of her.
0: And then they just continue to, even though she's upset about it.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Huh? Because she's that like no way she could be a spy because she's this dumb. Got you. So that's why it's so funny to them.
0: Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't
1: know they were they would be that blatant about. It. That's yep, why was... they, they definitely are. And that's why they, for, when Shizuku first comes home, they're trying to stifle their their laughter because of how ridiculous it is. Gotcha. And, and that's what they. And when uh, the military police was interrogating them, asking questions, that's what they were doing. They're trying to stifle their laughter. Not, not that they're afraid, huh? yeah it's different it, yeah it's i i I can understand how you might have missed it, but it's that's why it's funny,
0: yeah well, yeah, it's just it, like really blatant how how they're making fun of her, like almost and, that it's
1: too rude that you would think it would happen, yeah, yeah, it's
0: like but overall,
1: like they really did accept her, right, yes, but they I, also I, they they also felt bad because like they know that she. They know that she's not like fully integrated yet. She, they can feel that. Got gotcha. you.
0: Right, yeah, it's just, it's just a, a different dynamic because it is a, a forced marriage, and I don't, you know, as friends, we might say stuff like that to each other, like yeah. calling each other so stupid. Yeah, that, playful you know, ribbing. Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't know. My family... Well, my family kind of
1: does it, too, so I <laughs> yeah. guess I... It's just different degrees. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, yeah. Just I mean, like, like, imagine the police today, like, found you walking down the street with, like, some big bags of some expensive stuff, and then they take you home, and your family's there, and the police say, like... It- I, we think your son stole all this stuff. Like, do you think they would laugh? And like, n- no way, John would steal all this stuff. Um, like it's basically like that. Look, this sounds I so th- ridiculous.
0: I think, for, and maybe I'm just speaking out of my, out of my butt here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Like, most. American families their first reaction is no like they they'd be angry yeah maybe. like they'd be like there's no way my son would do that exactly thing. yeah but but then like I guess later on they would laugh but I they mean I' be agree. trying yeah. they wouldn't be trying to hold in their laughter oh while no
1: they're I I agree with you that's what most American families would do they get upset at the police but yeah. I mean after they leave they're gonna like, why would John do that? He's he's too nice to do that. He's he's fine. He doesn't have any reason to steal stuff.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was it. Was just my only my only question was about the the family dynamic and yeah why she was so upset and like I didn't really know how much they accepted her into the family. Even even um, Shuzaku sometimes, I was kind of wondering if uh,
1: he was regretting his decision. I, I don't think regret, just more guilt. Yeah. Because they, basically right after they married, the war happened. And they obviously saw her missing her family, that homesickness. And... That, I mean, that is just, I think, very clear for her husband and at least her sister-in-law that she misses her family. Yeah. And that's why they felt guilty. He's like, okay, go back home, see your family. And then they're, I guess, maybe surprised that she came back.
0: And then uh, when Mizuhara does show up again, and he's like, are are people that forward about trying to steal like he was pretty forward in some of his remarks towards Suzu. I I
1: think that's might be I I think it's a universal thing where a childhood friend might make jokes like that because he probably doesn't care what the family thinks about him.
0: I don't know. I don't think I'd ever do that. It's just kind of I I I mean it's kind of, it's I very don't think, rude. Yeah,
1: but he was, he, I mean, that character was pretty rude in general. That's true. That's true. He usually didn't care what other people thought about him.
0: That's true. And I also don't think American families would still allow him to stay in the storehouse. They'd probably just kick him to the curb at that point. I mean,
1: if, if you had a mother-in-law suite, then you would probably have a guest like that go over there instead of in the same house. Mm, no. He he go go get yourself a hotel. I I mean, you know, you never know. <laughs> it, yeah. Different families are like that.
0: Maybe. I I don't know. I just It was just kind of kind of weird that he was he was really aggressive in his comments.
1: But I think they were also surprised that Suzu reacted or basically showed some kind of emotion to this friend compared to them.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. They are a little shocked. At least her husband was. (laughs) It's like, why don't you ever get angry at me? I'm angry right now. (laughs) I would argue (laughs) with you in this line in front of everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, that's enough questions out of me. Okay. Um, So let's go into the gross, uh, what we did not like about this movie. Uh, What did you not like about this movie, Albert?
1: I I noticed a lot of parts where the scene was literally frozen they didn't talk or their voice actors talked but the animation was just static um,
0: like i felt like i've seen some of that too
1: yeah and in, in a lot of i think most of their wide shots their character mouths did not move possibly i don't know if it's maybe a certain style that they were going for or laziness in animation, so I, it's something I noticed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think what was bothering me is like you had mentioned earlier is that there's like an adult with the voice acting a child. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of kind of weird to me at first too because, uh, well, I didn't actually look, but. I think it was just the the dubbed version. Let me check real quick. Yeah, it was just the dubbed version. Never mind, um, because the dubbed version has two separate actors—one for the young version, one for the um, adult. adult. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. But for this one, she just pretty much kept a consistent voice throughout the movie, and it is kind of kind of weird to me. It just seemed kind of. I don't want to say lazy, because I did see that this film was uh, crowdfunded. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm almost positive I saw that in a video I was watching earlier doing my research. Oh.
1: Yeah. I I, I did, yeah. I mean, I noticed that was something that took me out of it, too. And I think something that helped was that pretty quickly you catch on that it's like a diary-style obviously self-narrated story so maybe it's the adult kind of explaining what happened in the past and trying to be in the moment at least well not in the moment but trying to explain her past
0: yeah but but yeah
1: it, it took me out of it too it kind
0: of confused me very early on because i didn't realize that we had
1: skipped into time a little bit um, oh, yeah. Some some of the transitions between years are pretty fast. Yeah. Or they're in the corner and you don't notice it.
0: Yeah. And it, I only noticed it like early on, like very early when she goes from being a child who drew the, the white rabbits on the ocean to an adult. Uh, but after, after that, it wasn't as bad. Um, they, they were very out there with them jumping time. I mean, some scenes were just literally them going through dates and air raids. So
1: yeah, and I think that just—I think that's something that I kind of touched on earlier, where the air raids get so monotonous they actually get used to it, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But outside of that, I I really don't have a lot bad to say about this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just some of the cultural differences i guess you can call it was off for me because i i don't i don't know but i'm I'm not gonna say that's something bad it's just yeah i, mean, I don't connect to it
1: yeah i mean neither do i i i just kind of typically know some asian customs and things like that but obviously japan in the 40s is not too much <laughs> yeah i would hope you didn't know uh japan in the 40 customs so. well maybe if i was a historian maybe huh but you're not. I'm not.
0: And you're not old either. No, I'm not. Uh but with that being said, uh we did we did like we said earlier, this is between this movie came out during the same year as like your name and a silent voice. Uh can you give a personal ranking of the three?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna put in this corner of the world first. And I feel I want to put a silent voice and then your name. I yeah. I, I think in that order because of the powerful emotions you feel. Uh, 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 your name is more like a love story. It doesn't connect to me too much, or I care about it as much as the other two.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, I'm just just the first two are the opposites. Uh a silent voice is number one for me. I just really felt a certain way about that with some of the themes that it, it has. Oh yeah. And then this is second, and your name's probably last. Mm-hmm. Um, all three are really good movies though, and you guys should all watch them and rank them yourself.
1: Yep. Tell us about it in the comments below. Yes, or, or... wherever, or text us or something if you know us
0: yeah um with that being said do you have anything else to say about this movie uh
1: just once again we gotta watch Garrett the fireflies we will eventually we will
0: find we will find some time to even
1: watch. even if we don't talk about it on an episode at least We'll definitely
0: it. talk about it on an episode
1: uh, yeah. we'll see if you can muster up the energy
0: I will muster up all the energy for it. All right. Because I think it would be a good thing to talk about that as well as this movie. Okay. See their their similarities and differences. All right. Jugs and plugs. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Like and share. Um, If you end up watching this movie as well as the other two, tell us what you liked. Tell us what you disliked. Um, and then rank three for us. So we want to know what you guys, what your guys' favorite was. Um, as you can see, we both had our own personal favorites. So why not share with us? But yeah, this has been the Legendary Sip Podcast. And join us next time for Violet Evergarden. Um, we are going to watch an anime series next. So looking forward to that. It's streaming on Netflix. Uh, and will this be the Sip, Legendary Sip, that we've been looking for? Bye. We miss you, Jesse.